Hey guys, welcome to Out the Blue Podcast. This is Mark Charman. Let's get into it. Alright, so guys, for the latest news, I don't know if you guys heard, but Texas is going all in. They have dropped all mandates, all mass mandates. And when I tell you, there are people that is partying in the morning. They don't give a crap. They didn't start partying until 9 o'clock in the morning. They don't care. Once they told them that the mandates was gone, everybody took to the streets and said, party time. I'm serious. You guys should look at some of these videos. It's wild. It's really crazy how you can see as soon as the government said that, you know, we're going to drop these mask mandates, how everybody ran to the streets to go party and have fun. It's wild. But in the meantime, Florida really never shut down. The state that I live in never really shut down. Because Florida still has been partying. Um, Clubs, strip clubs, everything has essentially still been open. So I, I, I don't see what's the big deal of Texas opening up. We've already been doing it. (laughs) Now, have we paid gravely for it? I can't say we have or haven't because I don't believe that the governor is actually giving us real numbers, just like how Mr. Andrew Cuomo was giving out fake numbers for New York and the dead people and stuff like that, which is kind of, now that I'm saying it, it's really a shame that a politician can just sit here and give us lies, stand up there and make it seem like he's doing a real good job, but in reality, he's giving us lies and he's scaring people to lie so that way they can look good for their political future as well. And all these women that's coming out saying that, you know, he sexually assaulted them or, you know, he, he talked to them very inappropriate. So there's a lot of women right now coming out. I believe there's a, there are six accusers that came out and talked about his sexual allegations or his misconduct, his misconduct with them in the workforce. And you already know what they say. Someone who bestow very great power tend to what? Abuse it. Remember what Trump said. You know, when you're a big celebrity... Like how we are, you know, you can just grab them by the pussy. They won't say anything about it. So these are the mentality that these elites are working off of. You know, they think that because they have all this power, they don't really have to listen to no one. They can do essentially whatever they feel like it and don't have to answer to nobody. Well, in today's culture, things are shifting. People are not just allowing you to do whatever you want because you have power and because you want to have political gain. That can mess up a lot of people's, you know, aspirations or aspirations for being somebody in in the political game because they had to confide to what you wanted them to do so that way they can be in the position that they want to be in. I think that's super, super unfair. That's, to me, that's racism right there, you know? You're oppressing someone because of what you want. And obviously that's not fair. But, you know, the black community has only been complaining about this for centuries. Right? But no one is listening to us. Now, for other news, I don't know if you guys heard the new audio 
for Trump. There's a new audio surfacing right now, and uh, I think we should listen to it. Now, I don't know if you guys remember the, the, the first recording that they let us hear with this Brad guy when he was pretty much telling him, hey, you need to do the right thing and overturn this election. Let's refresh in you guys' memory. Listen to this. You can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. So tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? Uh, we won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. Now, you guys heard it for yourself. He said it wasn't fair for them to take it away from them like this. So pretty much he was essentially asking the governor of Georgia to find votes to overturn this election so he can continue being president. I, I, I think that's I think that's illegal. I think that's illegal, Mr. Trump. So just by what you guys heard, Trump can be indicted just for those simple reasons. You know? And what kind of kills me is how Lindsey Graham was one minute so against Trump the moment that January 6th happened, the insurrection. It, it, just, it just drove me crazy how Lindsey Graham just instantly jumped off the bandwagon. But guess what? He just recently just told us why he jumped on that bandwagon. Now we have the full totality, the full truth on why Lindsey Graham is such a big advocate for Trump. Let's listen. With him after the riot, uh, I still consider him a friend. Uh, what happened was a dark day in American history, and we're going to move forward. So here's what you need to know about me. I want this to continue. I want us to continue the policies that I think will make America strong. I believe the best way for the Republican Party to do that is with Trump, not without Trump. Not only does he show their remorse, I mean, he's still telling everyone he won in a landslide. Yeah, yeah. And, and I tell him every day that he wants to listen. Wants that to listen. I think the main reason he probably lost it. Notice what he said. He says he talks to him every time he wants to listen. When does Trump want to listen? Does anybody ever know when Trump wants to listen? That man ain't trying to listen to nobody but himself. Let's listen some more. Arizona's beating on the dead guy called John McCain. Do you think you could have won re-election without being an ardent supporter of President Trump? Here's the thing. My election's over. Yeah. I could throw him over tomorrow. Right. Why aren't I? Yeah. That's what I really don't understand. Okay, well, then you don't understand me very much. That's I don't. Right. That's why I'm asking. That's right. So that I could say, you know, that's it. It's over. It's done. That's just too easy. What's hard is to take a movement 
that I think is good for the country. Uh, try to get the leader of the movement who has got lots of problems facing him and the party and see if we can make a go of it. Mitt Romney didn't do it. John McCain didn't do it. There's something about Trump. There's a dark side and there's some magic there. You heard that. There's a dark side and there's some magic there. Let's see what he's really interested in. What I'm trying to do is just harness the magic. To me, Donald Trump is sort of a cross between uh, uh, Jesse Helms, uh, Ronald Reagan, and P.T. Barnum. I mean, it's just, wow. it's just. Wow. So you heard it for yourself. He just wants to harness the magic that Trump's hold. He wants those followers. He wants that that cultish fan base that cult that that Trump holds. Do you hear this bullcrap? So you gonna you gonna pretty much support a guy because you want his fan base? What? That's Lindsay. No gram for you. No sense at all. Well, and good news. Biden has finally, finally signed the bill for releasing the $1.9 trillion relief bill. Um, I don't know who's excited about this because so much people has been waiting for this. It's not like they just, you know, stopped living until he signed this bill. People are still living their lives. Life goes on. Yes, is it going to help? But I'm pretty sure it's going to help towards the debt that they accumulated. Because a lot of people are still out of jobs, still don't have no, no nowhere to go. So this money would definitely help, but it'll be pretty much paying back the people that they owe. You know? This, this pandemic didn't just affect rich people. It affected everybody all through walks of life. It really did. Now, granted, I just heard that these rich people got even more richer. Jeff Bezos got more richer. You know, all these all these rich people got more richer. But do understand this. They're going to end up losing at the end. Why? Who are you guys helping? Who are you guys at the end? Who are you guys doing it for? If you're just doing it for your legacy, just for yourself... What are you going to do with $100 trillion all to yourself? $1 trillion can take care of one, one generation. Just imagine if you can just be unselfish and decide to take care of five generations. If all the five wealthiest people in the world decide that they want to give everybody just a million dollars right now. What would that do for the world? Everybody would be so innovative. Everybody would be so excited. Everybody would actually spend more money, which actually convert them to being a little bit more rich. But at least it will it'll jumpstart the economy and it will push people to be a little bit more motivated into doing more technology, more, more medicine. Try to find a cure for AIDS. Try to find a cure for cancer and tumors. Imagine if people was excited to go to work because they had money in the bank and they can live the life that they wanted to. I honestly believe that if we had the lifestyle that we truly, truly wanted to live, we'll be more innovative. We'll do more things that we want to do. But we don't know that because there ain't enough money given around right now. Right now, only the rich people want to keep it all for themselves while they watch everybody else be poor. 
They don't want to teach them, teach people the trick. Although people are saying it, but they're not really walking people through like, hey, what can I do to get a couple of trillion dollars? What are you doing that I'm not doing? Well, it's secrets. It's more money, having money to be able to invest in bigger things to have a bigger income. But what's the trick? What's really the trick? Hell, I have no clue. I'm just doing what I love. I like to talk to the people. I like to just get my voice out there, get my pins out there. I don't care if there's just one person listening. I just love to get my opinions out there and actually see how I feel. Because sometimes when you actually speak and you voice your opinion, you really didn't even think that you had that opinion until you actually voiced it. Right? Until you articulated it. Out, out loud, you'd be like, hmm, I never really thought about this that, that much. But I digress. Now, I, I truly want to bring this guy up. I think this guy is a complete douchebag. And uh, anybody who watches him, and I'm pretty sure most people can agree with me. Um, recently, I was watching Tucker Carlson, and I, I, I kid you not, literally... Tucker Carlson is actually trying to have a good, a good debate, or I guess a good evidence, I should say, for Derek Chauvin, the guy who killed, who killed, uh, what's his name? George Floyd. He actually trying to come up with a good argument how this Derek Chauvin guy did not kill George Floyd. All by saying that, you know, George Floyd was already intoxicated. George Floyd already had drugs in his system. George Floyd was already acting eradicated. George Floyd did, George Floyd that, but he doesn't want to speak on what happened to the human aspect of that police officer actually doing his job. His job is not to put a knee in someone's neck until they die. And what kills me, he starts off the show by saying, you know, I believe what Darren Chauvin did was horrible, horrific, and he should go to jail. And then he turns around in the same statement and said, but did he kill George Floyd? He definitely did not kill George Floyd. Let's listen a little bit on what his take was on the George Floyd case. Situation. There was no physical evidence that George Floyd was murdered by a cop. The autopsy showed that George Floyd almost certainly died of a drug overdose, fentanyl. But by that point, facts didn't matter. It was too late. Cities had been destroyed along with the fabric of this country itself. Scores of people had been killed. Democratic partisans used a carefully concocted myth, a lie, to bum rush America into overturning the old order and handing them much more power. Wow. You guys heard it for yourself. Tucker Carlson truly believed that George Floyd was just drugged and he was about to reach an overdose. But yet he was driving in his vehicle with no problem, went to a store with no problem, but yet he was catching an overdose during this whole situation. You you gotta be kidding me. Like, it, it, I'm completely baffled for words. Completely baffled for words. I don't understand how we allow these white Caucasian people to be on TV 
and say these things, especially about our people. I'm not for cancel culture, but people should be responsible for the stuff that they say. Now, granted, he is reading a script coming from Fox News. So he's pretty much giving Fox News opinion. But if he's the one spewing it out, he obviously feels the same way, which is very distasteful and disgusting to me, if you ask. I don't understand how they have these type of people on television and these type of politicians, like politicians like Ted Cruz. For God's sakes, this guy lies every chance he gets. Just recently got caught going to Cancun while Texas was going over a freeze overload. And then lied about that and said, nah, it was, it, it was my kid's idea. You know, the girls wanted to, to go out of town and, you know, go into some warm weather. Come to find out, there was a leaked message from the family. They pretty much was asking all the whole entire family who wants to go to Cancun. So he's just uh, such a liar, liar politician. Disgust me. But we ain't going to talk too much about this guy. Like I said, he disgusts me. I want to regurgitate right now. <laughs> nah, man. If anybody watched Ted Cruz, y'all know that man is a sack of piece of crap. Like, literally a sack of piece of crap. Now, I don't know if you guys uh, saw that interview with Oprah and Harry and Meghan Merkel. Merkel. Um, this interview pretty much went everywhere. And it was such bombshell news after bombshell news after bombshell news. Literally, the one news that pretty much took over the whole interview was about pretty much the royals asking Prince Harry about his child becoming black. Like, I can't make this stuff out. Of course, if you have a child with a black person, the child's skin will always be a little bit more darker. My thing is, why do anybody care what color is his skin? Who cares? And she also made a statement that, you know, he may not also get a title because of his skin color. Which, now I'm hearing that that may not be the full story. But that's just how she felt. Like, are we not forgetting that the royals pretty much came from systemic racism? Think about when this all started with the royals. Black people were slaves during that time. So to think that they just, in a snap of a finger, they just stopped being racist and just, you know, they just got rid of all those racism old ways, but yet never changed the rules? Come on. Stop being so naive. We already know that the royals was built from systemic racism. They was here for hundreds of years. So we know that racism just pretty much just started to dwindle. When I say dwindle, I mean that it's just started to go a little downwards. Probably what, 30 years ago from 19, well, from 1980s? All the racism still exists today? 
But the Royals was the root of it from when it first started. That's what they probably built their empire on, was built on slaves more than likely. So it doesn't shock me that, oh yeah, Princess Diana may have a little bit of racism in her, or the Royals may have a little bit of racism in, in that palace somewhere. You dang right they have some goddamn racism in that goddamn palace. Now have they changed? Yes. I give them credit for changing. But that doesn't mean that in their hearts they're completely changed. Because only they know how they feel in their hearts. Only them. And with this guy, uh, Piers Morgan, from the British show, from that Wake Up Good Morning British show, whatever the name of that goddamn show is, this guy, Piers Morgan, (laughs) he stormed off his show. He pretty much just quit the show because the love that he has for the Royals is just so deep and profound. When they called him out on it, he didn't like it. But I honestly believe that he just don't like Meghan Markle. Because he talks about how they used to be friends. And Meghan Markle just pretty much shunned him. Just kind of just dropped him like a hat. Just just stopped talking to him. So let's listen to how... Well, let's listen to what happened. To why Piers Morgan stormed off the set anyways. All because of Meghan Markle and what she said. Let's listen. Dan, that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, uh, Sorry. So, do you know what? That's <laughs> You can trash her, maybe not my No, no, no. no. See I'm, you later. I'm being. So- Sorry. Can't this do is this. Absolutely diabolical behavior. <laughs> so pretty much he calls out Morgan Pierce or Pierce Morgan that you pretty much hate Meghan Markle because she cut you off. She's never said nothing negative about you, but you consistently keep bashing her, keep bashing her. I wonder why he keeps doing that. Why he keeps bashing her. Now, I may have found the reason why that Pierce Morgan may be so upset, might have his pants so tight up his butt. I think I know why. Let's listen. Two hours in the pub, she had a couple of dirty martinis and a couple of pints, we got on brilliantly. And then I put her in a cab and it turned out to be a cab that took her to a party where she met Prince Harry. And then the next night they had a solo dinner together and that was the last I ever heard from Meghan Markle. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mind you, he's laughing that off, but you can see the scorn on his face, how hurt he is by Megan not returning none of his phone calls, pretty much stopped talking to him. But if she wants to cut you off because you're a douchebag, she has all rights to cut you off because you're a douchebag. I honestly think that Piers Morgan is really, really, truly in love with Megan Merkel. Why? Because the way he keeps bashing and talking so negative about her, it pretty much shows his character and shows the love that he has for her. It has to be some crazy, crazy, profound love that he has for Megan. And that's why he bashes her every chance he gets. 
it's so bad to the point where he quit his own network that he was making millions of dollars. He quit his own network because of Megan's statement. Like, you got to be kidding me. You hate this woman so bad because she cut you off that you was willing to cut, quit your job because they won't let you have, quote-unquote, free speech. And it's not that they didn't give you free speech. It's because they was calling you out on your bullcrap. And you can't stand the fact that they was calling you out on your goddamn bullcrap, Piers Morgan. Go sit your butt down somewhere and go sleep on one of them stupid my pillows. Pissing me off. Now, I don't know if you guys heard about Alex Jones and the truth and this new video that just came out about how he really, truly feels about Trump. <laughs> Let Alex Jones tell you for himself. So I'm just going to say it, that I wish I never would have met Trump. Which never would have happened. And it's not that the attacks that I've been through. So I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. God, I'm fucking sick of him. And I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his fucking ass. You know, it's just like I'm sick of it. Wow. Bombshell audio. Now, if you guys don't know who Alex Jones is, Alex Jones was one of the biggest speakers for Donald Trump. Making his own rallies for Donald Trump. Kissing Donald Trump's butt, saying how great he is. He's trying to take back the steel. And, you know, he was a big advocate of Q and all this crazy stuff. So he just denounced Trump. He just denounced QAnon. Like, what? Like, you can't take none of these people serious anymore. None of these people serious. More than likely, Donald Trump probably just dropped him. And so now he feel as though that, you know, he don't have to back Trump no more. Like, I can't, I can't make this stuff up. Alex Jones just said that he regrets ever meeting Donald Trump. And if you ever heard any of his shows, you should see how he raves about Donald Trump. How much he just loves Donald Trump. And mind you, this is a close friend of Joe Rogan, might I add. These people are crazy. I swear these people are crazy. And that's why I tell people, don't go off what you see. Don't get tricked. Don't get sucked into this media world. It's all a trick. They're living through their own lens. What they're living is their reality. We got to start living our own reality. Do stuff that makes you happy. Like I always tell people, hey, I got a podcast. Literally, I probably, right now, I probably have probably four to five listeners. I only care about one because I just want to be heard by that one person who wants to listen. Why? Because I'm doing what I love. That's all I care about. And one person is listening. And that's all I care about. I'm focusing on doing the stuff that I love. Stuff that intrigues me every day. I like to work out. So I do stuff that makes me feel good. Working out makes me feel good. I want to have nice abs. I may not be a bit advocate of running like how I used to. 
but I run because I want to look a certain way so I can love myself even more. Set yourself up for wins. Do things that's going to make you feel good for later. Set your future up for later. Do things now that's going to reap the benefits later. You know when they say invest your money? It's because you're going to possibly reap the benefits later. Focus on goals. Be more goal-driven. You know, when you look at other people, don't look at their lives and say, you know, I want to live the life that they're living. No. That's where you fall into a trap, man. I'm telling you, people, if you guys are looking at other people's lifestyle and thinking that their lifestyle should be my lifestyle, that's where you fail. Now, granted, it's okay to spark ideas from watching people, to get information from watching people, to get energy from watching people. But to hate yourself and to feel like you're a failure because the next person has something that you don't? Man, I'm telling you, that, that I'm telling you, that's just a disaster to going in the wrong direction. That's how you get depressed. And in my black in my black um culture, that's what causes most people to have depression. It's because they seeing the person next to them, quote unquote, having all this success that they probably really not having, but they're posting all these pictures like their lives are just beautiful. They live in it. But really, they're broke just as you. But they know how to pretend better than you do. And it's making, it's killing you because you're thinking that this person is living a grand life. And you want that grand life that he has. And that person is stressing. That's what social media is. Social media is pure poison. It's pure poison. And it's all about what you do with it to get the positivity out of it. Take everything in as a positive on how to shape your mindset and how to shape your money and how to shape your relationships with people. The things that you look at, it shouldn't make you feel negative. Although this is a plan, things that you see on television, it's a plan to make you feel this way. It's a plan to make you see things in a different light. They want you to be a failure. They want to control our lives. You can tell they want to control our lives based off the stuff that they keep showing us. They condition us with the same things over and over and over again. Commercials. You see the same commercials over and over again. You keep seeing the same type of movies over and over again because they want to push this narrative. What their big narrative is? Hell, it's control and power. Keep the weak down and let the elitists grow. It's not hard to figure it out. But some of us are just so afraid to break out of those chains from the elitists and actually speak power to ourselves and elevate ourselves. When you start speaking power to ourselves and to our names, don't get, don't get trapped into these cult groups, these cult people who want to lift up black people so big. No, they want to lift up black people so, so much. Give them direction. Tell them things that they need to do immediately 
for success. That's what you do. Now, a lot of people, you know, they go different places for information to get motivated. I always tell my closest friends this. The only person who's going to motivate you is the person inside of your head and the person that's next to you every time you wake up. That household that you're living with. If you have a whole bunch of negativity, believe me, you're going to only spew out negativity, negativity energy. I recently saw a video where there was a lady. They caught her being a little racist. And then she took off her mask. They forced her to wear her mask. And instantly, she started to act a little eradicated. Started screaming, oh, oh my God, I want to die. I want to die. Just kill me. We do not know what goes on in people's heads. So... Just because they live with you or they're the closest people next to you, you don't know what kind of pain and suffering they're going through. So be there for people, but be there for yourself. Be more there for yourself before you can help someone else. You know how they say your friend have the best advice? For some reason, your friends always got the best advice for some reason, but they can never help their own selves. You need to be able to be Talented enough to help yourself before you're trying to place help on other people. I mean, if you're suffering, how are you going to tell someone else to stop suffering? Learn to stop suffering and then teach someone to stop suffering. There's some people who feels like life is just boredom. Just so bored. Nothing to do. There's no excitement in their lives. Create excitement in your life. Create things to do. I'm a very active person. When I get bored, I grab a skateboard. I go running. I do things that I enjoy doing. Do stuff that you enjoy doing. Heck, if you enjoy just watching television and letting your your brain go to poison just off of entertainment, hey, I'm not mad at you. As long as you enjoy yourself. But don't be one of those people that wake up every day and such a Debbie Downer and want to talk negative and just, you know, always complaining about everything and complain about others and complain about how life ain't going your way. Like, it's your fault it's not going your way. What did you do yesterday to make your life start going forward towards what you want? What did you do yesterday? Did you make calls? Did you set up any meetings? Did you look for a job? Did you call, fill out a lot of applications? Did you go to these companies and actually talk to these CEOs to see if they're willing to hire? Did you talk to HR? Are you making calls to HR? Are you trying to build a career? What did you do yesterday to push yourself forward and you having a better life in the future? See, one thing I can't stand is someone who likes to complain but put no forth of any type of effort on making their life a little bit better for tomorrow. All they keep complaining about is, damn, man, nobody giving me nothing, man. Life tough. Life is tough. Yeah, you're right. Life is tough. So guess what? Go out there and make something for yourself. You got to work hard. I work super hard to get the type of happiness that I'm looking for. 
And I'm not ashamed of it. But guess what? I'm educating myself. I'm learning different things so that way I can get the things that I want so my family can be happy. So guys, I leave you guys with this. Life means nothing if it ain't meaningful to you. Life ain't going to be meaningful if you don't add meaning to your life. Life is only as good as you make it. So let's make it good. Peace.